it's that time of year or almost that time of year where having a little extra cha-ching in the bank account would really make a big difference, especially with holidays. So I want to help in a way that I think I can by giving away a $500 Amazon gift card. For a chance to win it, all you have to do is one of two things. Either A, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and send a screenshot to contest at realghoststoriesonline.com or share it out on social media. Let people know that we exist there with a link to our show through your favorite podcast player so others can go and find the show and listen as well. One of two ways. Send me a screenshot of either and you'll be entered to win. All you got to do is send it to contest at realghoststoriesonline.com. That's contest at realghoststoriesonline.com. Good luck. This is a Real Ghost Stories Online Extra. I called in last week with a story about the house I grew up in. I, I hope you guys heard it. I hope you remember it. Uh, I, I mentioned sleep paralysis and a few apparitions. Probably the most notable thing was the, uh, the vision of, of the Grim Reaper that I had, if you remember that story. Um, I know I didn't leave any contact info. I'm not sure what the protocol is here. So if you do want to reach out to me for any reason, uh, you can reach me by sending an email to uh, .comkermudgeon at gmail.com. That's uh, D-O-T-C-O-M-C-U-R-M-U-D-G-E-O-N at gmail.com. And if you do use this recording on your broadcast, of course, please do leave that beginning part out so that you're not uh, getting my email address to all your listeners, obviously. Figures uh, without saying, but anyway. So I do have another story for you. Uh, as I mentioned in my last story, uh, I witnessed a few bizarre things. And uh, I may have some kind of sensitivity to these things. I may just have a wild imagination. I'm not entirely sure, but I thought you might enjoy this. So we're going to take it back a little bit before the house that I told you about, the house that I that I uh, was born into, I guess you might say. The first house I lived in, which was not too far from the house I told you about, this house is in a place called Middle Island. It's on Long Island, New York, but, you know, uh, about a good maybe 15, 20 miles away. Not, not too far. Anyway. So this house had an interesting history because well, my parents tell me there had been a fire before we moved in there uh, in which two people died. Um, that was my, you know, my recollection of it. I don't have quite as much detail to this story because I don't have as vivid a memory. Um, I was much younger. I, I, I lived in that house from, you know, when I was born up until I was probably about seven or eight, I think, is when I, I left there and moved to the other house that I told you guys about. Um, it's raining out. I hope the rain is affecting up the, the audio. Um, I, I may, you know, type this and send it to you in text form later as it is. Uh, I, ho- I hope you still hear me pretty well. Uh, but in any case, in this house, I had a few experiences that I do remember pretty well. The main thing that I remember is hearing music a lot when I went to bed at night. And... There wouldn't be a radio on, there wouldn't be anyone playing any music, but I would just hear music. And it usually was um, as though the radio were on. It would be, you know, regular songs that I heard throughout the day, but I would hear them at night. And I know that's probably easily explained by saying, you know, somebody in the house probably had a radio on, which I I think is still entirely possible. But my memory of it, I feel like the music was playing in my head. I I was, once again, very little at the time. That could be nothing. Uh, I do also remember on many occasions, uh, my bedroom door would open and there would be a, uh, what appeared to be a, a werewolf peeking in on me. But again, I was little. My imagination may have been, you know, getting away from me. And uh, that was probably just my dad. He did have a 
pretty heavy beard at the time. So, uh, so that may have been up. But, a couple of things that are definitely something. And now, I described to you in my last story the, uh, the face I saw on the window at my house at Bridge. Now, it wasn't the first time I had seen a disembodied face. I did time to time in the bedroom in the upper corner where the walls met the ceiling near the closet see a blue face with red eyes that would just sort of manifest there and look at me. It was not um, not a normal human face. You know, it had an elongated, crooked nose that came to a point, and uh, I don't think it ever spoke, but it would just look at me with its red eyes, and I remember being very afraid of that when I was a kid. Uh, I would also sometimes, and I slept in a bunk bed with my sister at the time, uh, I would often wake up on the floor. I slept on the top bunk, and I would often uh, wake up on the floor in the morning, which was pretty bizarre. I would think as a kid, if I rolled off the top bunk and onto the floor, that that would wake me up, but that didn't appear to be the case. I, I seemed to get from the top to the bottom without ever waking up, so that's a little bizarre. Now, it does get a lot stranger. I did one time go out with my family, you know, shopping and everything on a weekend. You know, myself, my sisters, both my parents. And when I came home, it was early evening. It was beginning to get dark out. I went to my bedroom, the same bedroom that I had shared with my sister at the time. We were both, you know, little enough that that wasn't weird. Um, And I went in there, and I saw a woman dressed all in white. And she was, you know, she was ethereal. You could could see through her. and music box music was playing as though it were a woman from a music box come to life. And she spoke to me, and I don't remember what she said, and I so wish that I did. It may have been prophetic. It may have been nothing. It may have been a threat. It may have been a reassurance. I, I have no idea. And I really wonder if something that woman said to me was important, and I really wish I could remember. But I was so scared. I just left the room. And I cried and called my mom. Um, I was, like I said, about five years old at the time. And, um, you know, it's funny because I remember that day when we got there, my dad had sent me to my room because I was being, uh, I guess, you know, misbehaving. Um, but, and I was terrified of, of, of my dad. You know, he was a scary dad. He was the kind of dad that he didn't want didn't to make angry. Uh, but I didn't care. They sent me to my room. I was so scared. I came out of my room. I called my mom and I said, you know, I told her what I saw. And, you know, she comforted me and everything. I, I didn't see it again. But um, I wonder if my mom remembers that. That was a scary, scary day for me as a kid. Uh, there was something else. Uh, I do vaguely remember one time we were playing some kind of game, hide and seek or something like that. I don't really remember. But I remember I was under the kitchen table and I saw a figure walk through the kitchen. Uh, it was glowing green, uh, you know, just green light coming off this figure walking through the kitchen in the house. Um, that was the other really strange thing I had seen there. And I think, really, that's the only experiences that I had in that house, although I do remember some, some interesting things that my parents later told me about. One was that my dad, when we lived there, he could fix anything. And my dad was never, you know, I guess he was always a pretty handy guy. But he told me later that when he lived there, he could fix absolutely anything. He would go to the bank in the bank, the basement where he had his workshop, and he would be in the basement um, just fixing anything that was broken, toys of ours, chairs, furniture, you know, anything that was broken, he fixed it. 
And he said, never before or since living in that house was he ever able to fix things like he was when he lived there. Um, he had amazing mechanical skill that he, he lost since we left and never had before he lived there. Almost as though, you know, somebody were guiding his hands. And he said he would stay up all, all hours of the night just fixing things in the workshop. My mom also said that while we lived there, she always felt like there was somebody there with her, even when she was in the house by herself. My mother's a very anxious woman. She never could be alone for very long. Um, so she, but she said as long as she lived there, she didn't mind being alone because she always felt like there was somebody there with her. And it wasn't a malicious presence. It wasn't a, an evil or malevolent or malignant presence. It was safe. It felt comforting. It felt soothing. Like there was somebody there watching her and, and looking out for her. She never felt scared. And I would like to think that that woman that I saw was was one of those protective spirits. And maybe she was telling me something important or something good or, you know, warning me about something because I don't feel like she would have been there to scare me or hurt me. I feel like she was there to tell me something or to warn me about something. And uh, I really wish I knew what it was. I really wish I could remember. Maybe one day I'll... Uh, See her again. I don't know. It's pretty scary, so I hope not, but maybe. If you want more real ghost stories and access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, become an extra podcast person, an EPP. Sign up now at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Hey, got a crazy family? Love hearing stories about crazy families? then you need to check out our brand new podcast called My Crazy Family. Available wherever you get podcasts. Just search My Crazy Family right now. Press subscribe and don't miss any brand new episodes of My Crazy Family. You can even share your stories if you so please. We'd love to hear them. My Crazy Family. Search and subscribe wherever you download podcasts.